This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Chris Canty back with us, CC, in the new year. We are here in South Florida at the grand opening of the ESPN West Palm Studios, thanks to Celsius. And by the way, um, two of our ESPN Radio teammates are scheduled to come through who are also in South Florida. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas. I cannot wait for them to come, not only because I love to hang out with them, but I'm interested to see what their Florida fits are going to look like. Um, Harry's is going to be amazing as always, and Carlin's is going to be amazing as always. But I wonder if they're going to do the Fluno route where they have a totally different Florida style. Nuno definitely has a different Florida style. Nuno is our producer. Nuno went with uh, Smalls yesterday to get a pedicure. Amazing. And uh, we'll put it up on ESPNU because um, <laughs> just this, this shot. Yeah, they called him Nino when he walked in. But Fluno, as we're calling him, Florida Nuno. It's a shot of him in that massage pedicure chair. How do you describe the chair? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a massage chair. A massage chair. Leaning back, getting a pedicure, just clearly in heaven. Like he was you, you can out. see his face. He is not sitting there in one-on-one meetings and being told he did this wrong and that wrong and this right and this, oh, I got to deal with Evan. I got to deal with Smalls and Cece. This is him ignoring everything in the world and living his best life. Am I right, Fluno? It, it was. It was. I'm. I'm not happy with that picture though. Like, it's oh, a, why? It's a bad like. I, Rob, our uh, social media guru, is, it got me at the wrong time because I think it was when, like, one of those massage, whatever it is on that chair, like, hit, you just hit your back and, yeah. like, kind of, like, gives you a little, like, a jolt, like, almost. Yeah, it, it just, moves up and yes. down your back, and, and when it gets it right that. to the middle, yeah, it pops you yes. forward. It was a that was... jolt picture is what you're saying? Yeah, I know what he's talking about. It's right when, it's, you've had a pedicure, right? Oh, no, you, no, you, you said never. you haven't. No. Okay, so you're sitting in this massage chair, right. and they have these beads i guess like big beads that are going up and down your back massaging your back but when it like gets, the ones they have at the airport like where you put like yeah, yeah. coins in there and but when you get to the middle of your back it kind of propels you forward it kind of pops you forward because it's getting in there and i think that's what nuno's talking exactly. about exactly that's have when not, rob papped him yeah we have uh, i want to get into this uh john morant return obviously but i we have not heard from pat costello on this our other oh, producer yeah, because good pat point. pat and nuno have a fascinating relationship they're as close as close could be but they Pat, I would say, takes amazing joy when comical things happen to Nuno. He doesn't actually want anything bad to happen to him, but things that could go wrong in Nuno's life make Pat genuinely happy. Pat, your thoughts on this photo of Fluno mid-massage and pedicure? Well, I'm just really enjoying Nuno being like the retired Florida guy on this trip <laughs> down there, like the New Yorker who went south and just never came back. He's going to start wearing Hawaiian shirts soon. Oh, yeah. He was yesterday. He had his shirt kind of Richard Jefferson unbuttoned a little bit. I mean, you did, Nuno. You had your shirt unbuttoned Richard Jefferson style. He was relaxed. Yeah, and he was wearing, like, how would you describe those, the color of his pants? Like red pants. Like a mauve? Is that fair? Is that fair? Like a burgundy mauve almost? Isn't it mauve? Mauve? I don't even know what you're talking about. Mauve? No idea. Mauve is, is mauve like a color. Yeah, it's like a dusty rose. Like dusty a, rose, the wrestler. Rose, like oh. it's like a rose color, like a deeper rose. It's called mauve. You guys don't know mauve. I've never heard of mauve. I'm looking at an M A U V. M A U V E, I believe. Mauve. I've never heard of that color, but that does look like the color of pants he was wearing. Mauve. Apparently, there's forty shades of mauve. There you go. <laughs> a new movie. 
<laughs> the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like a pale 40 purple. Forty Shades of Mauve starring Nuno. But that was where his pants. Movie. They were mauve. <laughs> he looked good, and he's enjoying himself. All right, John Moran back last night. What a transition. <laughs> uh, in the NBA, after the 25-game suspension, and he comes back, hits a game-winner, 115-113. The Grizzlies win after being down 24 points in this game. He leads them back, scores 27 of his 34 in the second half, had a game-winner, and talked about his return post-game. Obviously, you know, I've been prepping for this for almost eight months. It's been eight months since I played a game. I'm confident, you know, in the work I was putting in and trying to be in the best shape possible to go out there and, you know, be able to, you know, be out there for the guys. As far as the, you know, going down early, I kind of expected it not to be down, you know, like 20, whatever, but I kind of expected it to be like some, you know, jitters, you know, guys not knowing what to do. Obviously, I haven't been out there for 25 games. You know, they had a style of play they had to adapt to, you know, without me on the floor and, you know, me coming in. Obviously, you know, I don't want to, you know, change nothing up, but I also have to be Ja. Smalls. Our job is to have opinions on everything. Our job is to be honest and have conversations and give our takes and give our you know thoughts on certain situations. Should we be on this situation? And what I mean by that is, like, I have no ability today to come in and say, all right, everything's good, or all right, everything's bad. My main take is he's back, and he needs to have sustained success with his behavior over the course of time in order for this organization and John Moran's life and, and business to thrive. But I can't tell after one game one way or another. It's not that I'm defaulting in conversation. I just don't have an ability to make a judgment after one game, one moment, one or two press conferences, one I keep receipts moment running off the court, one game winner. I just can't go there yet. And so like when Draymond comes back, I'll probably have a similar reaction of let me see more of it. Actions speak louder than words. One for one so far, but it's only one game. Yeah, I'm not ready to go there either because the issues facing John Morant and the reason why he had this suspension were not basketball related. Right. It had to do with things that were happening off the court, brandishing firearms on social media multiple times. Like this has nothing to do with his basketball performance. And that's TBD. If he if he has actually rehabilitated that part of its of his life, that is TBD. But I will say this couldn't have really have gone better for him in his return to be able to overcome a 24 point deficit to power through being completely gassed at the end of the game because you haven't played at an NBA level with that pacing in quite some time, be able to hit the first game winner buzzer beater of your career and be the reason why you propel your team who's in a bad place without you to a victory in your first game back. That's not only good for him. And his team, that's good for the NBA. Because maybe more than any other sport, Evan, the NBA is star-laden. And to have a guy like John Morant and his return remind us of the star that he is, that's good for basketball. Yeah, and I think you're right on everything you said, in my opinion. And I also Thank think you. that I wasn't judging the right <laughs> and wrong. But I just think, yeah, I guess 6-19 and 19 matters to me. Now 7-19. and 19. I, think he, I think he walked into a better situation than if they were 19-6. and six. He can only help. He can't hurt. Because even if, you know, God forbid he has another scenario off the court, like, they are, they're ready for that. They have to be ready for that. And if they're not, if they're caught off guard by that, like, you're just not doing your job. And he can only help get them better on the court and hopefully off the court as well. Well, that was the first game of a TNT doubleheader last night. The second game, Golden State had a big win, a much-needed win. They're now 13-14, and 7-6 and six at home. Steph Curry had an amazing late three-pointer that put it away for the Warriors against the Celtics, who many believe may be the best team in the NBA. Steph at 33 and after the game on Inside the NBA with, of course, Ernie and Shaq and Kenny and Charles, 
Shaquille O'Neal had this to say about Steph Curry. I'm wondering, not saying, I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering, is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player? I'm saying. Over, you put him over you? In, in, in the conversation. I'm asking you. Yes. You put him over you. Okay. You yourself Way put better. Steph Curry yes, over you. Yeah, that, this way he's my favorite player. Cause I'm not saying favorite. Played, he might be my favorite too, but I'm just asking you I think played, he's better than you. I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him. And he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. You put him Maybe over Michael. No, I, no, I'm not putting him anywhere. I'm saying, okay. you know, for all the children, Chad, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think, I think, I think he's a... Uh, I'm asking the fans, is it time to, you know, start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm a one fan. of the best players ever? That is one of the greatest pieces of audio ever. It's amazing. He should be the greatest player of all time conversation. Is he better than you, Shaq? Yes. Is he better than Michael? No. No. Well, then he's not <laughs> the greatest player of all time. So conversation but, over. <laughs> but, no, okay, yes. That part of the conversation, Smalls, is over. I think he's on to something. I think it is too much of a given that LeBron is the best player of this era without a conversation and then awarding LeBron the best player of this era. In other words... For a long period of time in the NFL, we did Brady versus Manning, and then you get to Brady. But at least Manning was included. Now, obviously, you can't do that. Brady surpassed him. I think it is a fair conversation to say, who do you think is the best player of the last decade plus, 20 years, 15 years, whatever it is in the league? Is it LeBron or Steph? And if you then get to the place of LeBron, I'm totally fine with that. But I think Shaq's right that we are actually negligent in not including Steph Curry in the conversation, did he win four titles, 73-win season? Did he make his teammates better? Absolutely. Draymond Green's going to be a Hall of Famer. Andre Iguodala won finals MVP. Clay Thompson's going, and Clay Thompson's great, going to be a Hall of Famer. Okay? Did he change the sport? Yeah. Change the game. Change the game in a way that gave people that aren't seven feet tall, six foot seven tall, six foot seven and above, whatever it is. He gave the smaller player growing up the opportunity to believe I can contribute in different ways that my height doesn't necessarily matter. Some will say, well, he's actually hurt the game because there's too much three-point shooting. As you said about Rodgers, it's not his fault they gave him power. It's not Steph's fault that coaches allow non-shooters to shoot threes. He can shoot. You shouldn't allow the non-shooter to shoot the three. He won games. He made his teammates better. He's a Perfect citizen in what we know of him. Great leader. He increased the franchise franchise. value beyond comprehension. He's won MVPs. He's changed the sport. Like, he has done everything that you can do in the greatest player of all time or greatest player of of his era conversation that even if you want to give it to LeBron, no issue with that because LeBron, checkmark on all of those. But he should be in the conversation. Shaq is right. Not greatest player of all time, but greatest player of his era. Even if you get to LeBron, it should start with two and get to one. I couldn't agree more. Do we, really quickly though, is there ever going to be anybody that we think is going to top Michael? Not in my eyes, no. And is it all about championships? Is that the barometer? Well, I mean, that that. that Because I feel like the, the, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I mean, he's outstanding. But I also feel like the legend around Michael is so great at this point that we will never have anybody get to that level. And I think it's kind of the same as with LeBron on a different level. Like, you're right. Steph has checked every single box and then some. He is absolutely in that conversation, and he should be in the conversation, all right, alongside LeBron. But LeBron was paired 
as the verses to Michael since he was in high school. This is going to be the chosen one. It was literally, literally on the cover of Sports Illustrated as the chosen one. And because he not only lived up to that billing, he exceeded it in so many ways, I think we automatically default to LeBron, and we don't really consider anybody else. So you asked the question, will Michael ever not be the GOAT, right? And you asked the why behind it. For me, I was, I'm 43. My years growing up watching sports, to me, it's not as much 6-0 and in the titles, scoring championships, the MVP, et cetera. It's the feeling I got when, when watching Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would provide an invincibility that no other athlete I've ever seen, including Tom Brady, would provide. I could never imagine him losing, regardless of circumstance. He could be down 20 points with one minute to go. I would literally sit there and say, he's going to figure it out. He's going to find a way of doing this. Brady came close. Brady is close, obviously, and actually has one more title than Michael if you're going to do the cross-sport comparison. I don't feel that way with LeBron that I feel with Michael. It's not meant to be a knock on, on LeBron. To me, Michael has gives me, as a sports fan, a feeling of invincibility that no other athlete has ever given me when watching them in my entire life. Now, in this conversation, I think Shaq is onto something. I think you think Shaq is onto something Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I'm wondering what everyone else thinks out there at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line on Sportsman Like Nation, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Is Shaq onto something? Should Steph Curry at least be in the conversation for greatest of all time, but more so greatest of his era? Because we default, as you said, Smalls, to LeBron. But can we start with two, have the debate, and get to one? Can we at least acknowledge that Steph needs to be in that conversation? We will get your phone calls in on that. Plus, could a QB injury this weekend actually help Excuse me, someone win coach of the year? We'll explain what we mean coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you. Bear is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, let the Home Depot help you get projects done right with Bear Premium Plus Interior Paint. So this weekend, before we get to the phone calls here on what Shaq had to say about Steph Curry last night, being in that greatest of all time or greatest of his era conversation with Shaq both crowned him the greatest of all time, and then said he's not better than Michael. Uh, which, I mean, it's just awesome. <laughs> it's great audio. It's, a great, it's just great. But this weekend, unfortunately, the NFL Rookie of the Year is probably not going to play in C.J. Stroud with concussion protocol, which stinks, obviously, for the Texans, even though they did win last week. Um, but I was thinking about this. They play the Browns this weekend. Mm-hmm. The Browns right now are a 9-1 win football team. Browns, 9-win football team. If the Browns win this weekend against Houston, that's 10. They have the Jets, that could be 11. They have Cincinnati, that could be 12. If the Cleveland Browns, who get a break this weekend with Stroud not playing, 
are a 12-win team in that division with likely, by the end of the season, all of the teams either around, let's say, 8 and 9 or better. So very good division. How is Kevin Stefanski not the coach of the year? He has to be. They've had four quarterbacks. Thank you. Because I came in this morning. I said that to Nuno. And Nuno is fighting me off saying, well, what about Dan Campbell? And and to me, you look at Dan Campbell. He's one of the few coaches that has had the same starting quarterback all year, right? Yeah. He's He's had so much stability comparatively. Right. You look at this, and Dan Campbell on ESPN bet, plus 260, the favorite. D'Amico Ryans with the Texans done a phenomenal job, but they're going to probably start losing some games here without Stroud, even though, again, Davis Mills, Case Keenum, that's a pretty good, like, backup depth chart at the quarterback position. And then Kevin Stefanski, he's plus 270. Kevin Stefanski, that's English, is plus 900. They potentially are going to be a 12 team with Joe Flacco. Absolutely, and I also want to note that when the Deshaun Watson thing was not working out, the team did not spiral out of control. Good one. Excellent. And that's really important. We we always talk about the New York Jets and in the absence of Aaron Rodgers, how the team unraveled. When the Deshaun Watson experiment or the Deshaun Watson era, I should say, was not working out, it could have been really easy to let that permeate into the media, to let comments be made or to, to let the team lose faith because the starting quarterback position was not productive. And Kevin Stefanski kept that locker room together. He's kept the team together and pulling the rope the same way through four quarterbacks. No doubt. He has done an outstanding job. Absolutely agree. Nuno, you want to fight this off? Because, I mean, uh, before we get to the calls here, Nuno, I mean, how are you going to make the argument, Dan Campbell, Nuno? I want to, I want to hear this argument. Dan Campbell over Stefanski if they win 12 games. And uh, granted, they get a break this weekend if Stroud doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Because humans vote for this award. People love Dan Campbell. Everyone was all in on Dan Campbell. Everyone's on, all in on the Lions as a Super Bowl contender. We had Canty was talking about how they could possibly win the the. the the number, number one seed. seed. And, he was, and he was right about yeah, exactly. that. And they faltered, though, which is on Dan Campbell. I, I get it, but they have a chance, right? I think the la- they have two against the Vikings and at the Cowboys. If they go into Dallas and win that game, let's say they finish 12-5, and five, the fact that he's so far ahead, I think he ends up winning the award. I would look at the Cleveland Browns as a more impressive version of 12-5 and five than the Detroit Lions 12-5. and five. I agree with you, but I get Harder what Nuno is saying. Dan Campbell's real likable. He's really likable. Has Stefanski done anything that's not likable? No, not at all. But I think to Nuno's point, though, it could potentially be a little bit more of a popularity contest. We're, talk- we're talking about deserving the award. But I think his point, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nuno, is that human beings sometimes will let their bias based on someone's personality maybe influence how they cast that vote. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And anybody, any human that says they have no biases are just like, then you're not breathing. Of course you do. Like if Dan Campbell is, you you think he's great and you like him and that like that's not how you're supposed to vote. But of course it can influence you. Like you like what he's doing. And we had these, we we made up our, our opinions about Dan Campbell. Oh, he's this, he's, you know, the high school gym teacher. He's the high school football coach. He's, he's football not, guy. Yeah, he's football guy. He's going <laughs> to eat kneecaps. Right? And so, like, wow. And drink 27 espressos. Right. Like, wow. You're actually cerebral. You're really smart. You emotional. know what you're doing. You're this, emotional. You're sit down guy. with Michelle Beisner Buck. Different side of him. So because we incorrectly made up who he was, we now like him more because we got it wrong. He's I just mean, a think very, about he's that. He's a very likable guy. Yeah. But I think Kevin Stefanski deserves the award more than anybody else. And you brought up another great point. He did it in that division. Right. Dan Campbell having the Lions in the position that they're in, I don't want to take anything away from him. 
but the Bears have been a mess at times. They they certainly aren't the version of the Bears we expected them to be. The Vikings lost Kirk Cousins, and Jordan Love and the Packers have had an up-and-down season. Yep, absolutely. I just want to point out one other thing. What? We're talking about the coaches of the Browns and the Lions competing for Coach of the Year. I thought the and same thing. And the Texans. Thing. It's outrageous. That is unbelievable. But that's good for football. Yes. 888-SAY-ESPN. Telephone number to join the show. And the Dr. Pepper call in line about Shaq's comments saying <laughs> Steph needs to be in the GOAT conversation. Josh in Indiana on 100.9 joins us. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys. Big time NBA fan. Diehard Celtics fan. So much so, I can't stand Michael Jordan. I have never owned a pair of Jordans in my life, but I'm a shoe connoisseur. I have probably 100 pairs of shoes, not a single one Jordans. But the difference between that era and this era was the hatred they had for the opponents or the get into their mindset when they got ready to play the Celtics. When Michael Jordan went out and played that golf round with Danny Ainge and hit 63 and then the very next day hit another 50-plus points, all because of what Danny Ainge said to him. Or Kobe Bryant trying to learn from Michael some of the moves and Gary Payton so that way he could be the – you don't see that today. You see friends. You see partnerships. You don't see that I'm going to get into you tonight. Here's what I hear. Okay. You're, You're right. But here's what I'll tell you about Steph and LeBron. The only rivalry that we've seen recently of the level of significance in the finals are those two. Right. The difference is the Halloween party. They don't talk about it. Right. That's we like in the old back in my day, (laughs) they would talk about that stuff. So it's the modern version of a competitive rivalry, which is still weak in comparison to what we're used to growing up. But Steph and LeBron are are not. Best of friends. Now, here's the problem. They're probably going to be when they retire because, like, then they'll, they'll, you know, love it up with each other. Steph's not on the banana boat crew. No. No, he's not. Uh, Brett in Michigan on Sirius XM80. What's up, Brett? Hey, guys. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying Florida. We are. I I agree with Shaq. Not as much as Nuno. Come on. (laughs) As much as (laughs) Nuno. But I agree with Shaq. I mean, look at Steph Curry, man. I mean, I'm not knocking LeBron or anything. LeBron's great. He's probably the king. I mean, he called himself the king, but Michael Jordan will always be the GOAT. But look at Steph Curry. He changed the game. He has a three-point record. He changed the game for kids to shoot the three that were smaller. You know, Steph Curry, I mean, he's just, he's different. I mean, I have a pair, I have like three pairs of his shoes. I love the guy. I mean, he's a good guy. He's always going to do what's best for him going to do his best for his family and the Golden State Warriors at that too and has four titles and two MVPs so yeah I mean well well said here's here's where I go with this it is more of a logical conversation in my mind to compare Steph and LeBron than it is to compare LeBron and Michael that I think it's an easier conversation to say who has the king the crown excuse me Mm -hmm. for this era is it LeBron or Steph versus who's the greatest of all time LeBron or Michael I think Michael is significantly more ahead of LeBron than LeBron is of Steph. That's the way I look at it. Like, I think Shaq triggered a conversation. The last thing on earth I want to do is have the conversation of LeBron versus Michael. Like, I'm sorry, I have no interest in having that. Personally, I think it's crazy. I think it's had too many times, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I think LeBron versus Steph is a great conversation to have, even if every time it ends in LeBron, I still think it's fair. I still think it is a fair conversation to have. All right, coming up, your favorite player. You know who that is? Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets, an Italian guy that lives in New York, New Jersey, that went to Illinois. He is literally your twin. Tommy Cutlets is Smalls' twin. More successful twin, but. 
I think you're pretty damn successful. I don't think you should, uh, you know, throw that away. But anyway, <laughs> Tommy Cutlets was in some hot water. Then he got himself out of it. We'll tell you how coming up next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are here at ESPN West Palm, the brand new studios. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Celsius. Thank you. Evan Cohen with you. We're going with the orange today. Orange Celsius? Orange Celsius. I've had the orange creamsicle kind of flavor, which was amazing. Have not tried the classic orange yet, so that's where we're going today. Thank you to Celsius. All right, Can we so- uh, petition to get a mauve-flavored Celsius? It's mauve. I still don't know what you guys are talking about. The color of Nuno's pants yesterday, you described, I guess, as that color, which I've never heard in describing clothing. Mauve. 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 It's like a light purple, elevated, dusty rose type color. That's where it meets. And it's mauve. My entire life, people have said mauve. Incorrectly. I don't think that's true. I think you're finding false information on the internet, which is known to happen. Um. Okay, we did have outcasts coming back there. There's a reason for that, which we'll get to in a second. But what happened with your twin, the Italian guy who lives in the Northeast? Oh, Tommy DeVito. Who went to Illinois. What happened with him? Well, you know, his agent, Sean Stellato, was right. inducted into the Italian Hall of Fame. Like, he, they're having their moment. Tommy DeVito and his crew, they're having their moment. So he was supposed to have an appearance at a pizza shop. Right. The original agreed-upon fee for Tommy DeVito's appearance was $10,000. Woo! Yes. This pizzeria came out. Let me get the name. I don't want to. I don't want to impronounce or mispronounce it. Congilio, I believe, is how uh, you say it. Okay. So Congilios came out and said, "Hey, so sorry if you bought tickets to this. Tommy DeVito and his people have upped the appearance fee to twenty k. And for a small family-owned pizzeria, that's a little too steep for us. So our bad. So what does Tommy DeVito do? What does Tommy Cutlets do? He makes good on his promise. He shows up. He's slanging dough. He's making old-fashioned sodas. And Evan, he goes for free. Okay, I can't make him look like a hero on this one. I, I can't make him look like a hero because the 10000 appearance fee, There's a, the reason that he wasn't able to be a part of it initially was because he charged too much. So I can't make Tommy DeVito into a hero on this. But I can make somebody else. Well, I don't need to make him into a hero. Look at this. 
Harry Douglas is here. Freddie and Harry, 3P to 7P. Somehow we oh what ha- we can't get him on camera, which is good because he's too handsome, too good looking, <laughs> and too cool. And he joins us in studio. Almost hit a mad dog. What's going on with this chair? <laughs> I know you, uh, Harry. Be fair. The chair, the, the chairs were way better in nineteen. You know, in nineteen sixty-two, we had wooden chairs. Um, and Harry is here in South Florida. You're calling the Bowl on Thursday, yep. correct? With Chris Carlin, and you're here in South Florida. You are a Florida guy. You're hanging out here. Tough, tough gig, huh? Well, I mean, you know, I love it down here. I literally was just here because I did the Jets and Dolphins game on ESPN Radio with Steve Levy. Oh, he oh he has some chocolate in his life. That's for you, I Harry. got chocolate milk. Never too early, never too late, <laughs> never too in the midday for some chocolate, Evan. Okay, no, hold on. So you did the Dolphins game, which we'll get to. You're yep. doing the Boca Bowl. You so, have a so million I, games. So I literally flew home for one day because my wife sent me a message. She said, make sure you make it back home for our Christmas pictures. Oh. So I went home literally for one day to take Christmas pictures. And then I had to do Freddie and Harry uh Monday, right, and then yesterday is when I came. I got here. The Christmas pictures. You're Are you aware guys. that Evan Cohen hates Christmas cards? He hates family photo Christmas cards. He's a Scrooge. Okay, here's my point. You're going to oh send gosh. me the Douglas family card. Well, first of all, let's get here. I walk into this door and I said, "Oh, whose name is on this door?" Oh boy! And it's Evan's name on the door. You have your own name on. When I they mean thought the I boy died. got his own money, he got his <laughs> own money. They thought I died. It was the Evan Cohen <laughs> Memorial Studio. I worked at ESPN once, Palm for twenty years. It's like you got to do something to get somewhere, right? Smalls worked in St. Louis. Hopefully, tomorrow when you're there, they have the Michelle Smallman Studio. They definitely do not. Okay, they don't. But anyway, so we have that. Yes, it is the studio there. But here's my thing. When you're going to send me the Douglas family Christmas card, mm-hmm. all you're doing is asking me to then respond to you, wow, the family looks great. Why do I have to do that? And then all I have to do is throw that card in the garbage. You put me in a very difficult spot. Not that you're actually sending me a Christmas Evan, have card. have you seen my family? <laughs> I have not. I don't need you to tell me my family looks great. <laughs> I know my family looks great. <laughs> it's just a Christmas card to show, you know, appreciation. Like, I just got Pete Thamel's in the mail. Um... God, who else? I literally got like six Christmas cards in the mail this week. From the ESPN I've, people? I've opened two right. so far. And, uh, and what I'm do you do? Let's talk about that. Pete Thamel, college football reporter. I love Pete. That's my guy. Okay. You get his card. Do you then text him? I did. And what do you say? I said, hey, man, uh, dope Christmas card. The family looks amazing. And I really appreciate it. Because, you know, for people to think of you mm-hmm. and send you a Christmas card, that, that means a lot to me. That means that they you're you're in a circle that's so tight that we're still. spending money yep. on on the photos, on the fits, getting it printed, and we care about you so much that we just want to send you a little love See? this holiday season. See? Everyone, but I, I everyone think- doesn't want to be a Scrooge. People will love chocolate in their life, Evan. <laughs> People love outcast. <laughs> I I think about Harry Douglas actually a lot. I love Harry Douglas. I think he's the nicest, sweetest guy. You can't be thinking about me like (laughs) while you're in the morning taking a shower and stuff, man. No. How how much are we talking about? I'm I'm so pathetic, I swear to you. In the shower. In the shower, I think about show topics. I'm like, okay, when I call Nuno this morning, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. I love it. That's literally my shower thought process. I'm like, okay, play the Rogers sound, then we can go. That's literally how I think. But you know I think you're wonderful. But you're giving me crap about chocolate milk. We go to this fancy schmancy thing. Smalls and her whole crew order the espresso martini. It was espresso martini Tuesday. By the way, let me get on y'all about that. Uh, Thanks for the invite. We didn't didn't what, Michelle? Harry. Thank y'all for the invite. Hold on. Did you text me and say... Hey, what's up, Michelle? I'll be in Florida. No, no, don't Let's go anywhere, Nuno, because Nuno's trying to exit because Nuno texted me yesterday. 
He did. Yes, he did. Well, and I he didn't just know ran that. out of the room. I didn't know when oh, you were Oh, I didn't know that either. But you know what? My mom and dad told me, don't invite yourself anywhere you aren't invited. Harry, you know you mm. always have a seat at the table. Nuno. You didn't let Nuno. me know your arrival right. time. Hold on, hold on. It's Nuno. It's Harry. on Nuno. All right. What time did you land yesterday? It doesn't matter what time no, no, I landed. It was Nuno. at 6 o'clock. See, there you go. It doesn't matter what Where'd time I landed. Where'd you fly into? Miami? Well, a lot of them. Okay, so he's an hour away. He could have made it. But he landed at his. He said his flight was going to land at 6. We were out of there by what, 6.30? I actually yeah. hopped on an earlier flight, too. I, I didn't know that. I apologize. You're I'm telling me w- Harry Douglas could have been an espresso martini well, Tuesday? Wait, I mean, you fly wheels up. <laughs> so he hopped on an earlier flight, meaning he told the pilot, here's when I want to leave. Nuno, Nuno may have a pedicure for me available. So Harry's in charge. Harry's calling his, his personal pilot. It's like, here's, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll oh, come down at this time. This is hilarious. <laughs> So that's when he's going to come down there. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't invite you last night. Smalls and our whole crew have the espresso martinis. I don't drink alcohol. I got a water. Okay. Pat Costello, our producer, saying I should have gotten a chocolate milk. Now you're telling me I don't want chocolate in my life. Subliminal messages. Well, you, you should at least have got a cho- you should have got a chocolate milk. But if you don't drink alcohol, like I, I'm a firm believer of, of of not trying to pressure someone to do something they don't want to do. My, my my mom and dad taught me that very very early in life as as a kid. You never try to pressure someone to do something that they, they don't want to do. Yeah, Smalls. No, You're I pressuring just, me to have chocolate milk. I don't want to do that. I just thought maybe he would feel a little bit more festive, like when we're all oh. going in to cheers. I'm not pressuring him to drink alcohol by any means. We were just saying maybe have a little something else other than water. When we're all going cheers in the martini glass, he's just got a regular old glass of water. Maybe well, You should have got Shake some, it up uh, what they call that fake champagne. Uh Apple cider? Apple cider. There you yeah. go, Smalls. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I almost said Prosecco, but that has alcohol in it. Apple cider? You should have got some apple cider in like a champagne glass and just pretended to drink <laughs> champagne. Can we get him a Shirley Temple, please? Yeah, I, oh, Pat, Shirley Temple. Yeah. There you go. Can I ask you an honest question? How old is too old to order a Shirley Temple? Because I You're like never too a Shirley old. Temple. I just ordered one last night at Houston. You got a Shirley Temple yeah. last night? You're never too Me old and my for wife. a Shirley Temple. Alcohol in it or no? The grenadine, the ginger ale, and the little cherry? It's Sprite. Oh, Sprite. Sprite. And, and cherry and grenadine. Yeah. Oh, Outstanding beverage. We can, we can still do that yes, as we, adults? Yes, Evan, can. here's the cool thing. You can do what you yeah. want. You can do, yeah, you can do anything you want to do. No, I feel too weird doing that. My, my teacher once told me, life's a you-know-what, B-word, and then you die. Well, I am dead, basically. the, the studio. Blank. Yeah, here. It's a memorial <laughs> student. All right, let's do this. Harry, can you stay for a little bit? I don't know where you I don't have anything else to do. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, we're going to bring Harry in on some of the football basketball conversations that we've had today. Harry Douglas joining us in studio. We're in, at, or at ESPN West Palm. Thanks to Celsius. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This.
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, Harry Douglas, hanging out with us. By the way, Harry in the break just now tried to engage in conversation with Javante Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It's, unless it's about the Pistons losing streak or the Lions, Javante is just like doing his job. He's like Bel- he's our Belichick, basically. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. Harry's, in Harry's energetic, engaging voice says to Javante, What's up, Javante? How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> That's it. In That's all you got from myself, not We were coming back from all. break. <laughs> Had to do my myself. job. I couldn't just keep talking and then we just right. come back. But I love silence. Javante. He knows how much I love him. All right, let's have you. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, let's have you weigh in on some of the things we've been discussing today. So, Ja has this amazing game last Ooh. night. Game winner. Come back from 20, uh, 24 down. Has 27 in the second half. That's great. It's awesome. I don't want to overreact. Neither the smallest one way or another. Like, maybe the suspension worked. Maybe it didn't. As an ex-athlete, when you see something like this and you see a guy return like this, yeah. should we react? Should we wait and see? How do you operate in this regard? Well, I don't think we should, you know, jump the gun and just react. Uh, I think what we, what we should react to is his play on the court. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And how much the Memphis Grizzlies really missed him as that leader uh, basketball-wise and how dominant he can be and how he can take over a basketball game, right? We we know he is unstoppable when he gets into that paint. And it showed last night with the game winner. But I think from the standpoint, from Josh's perspective, when you're able to be away from things and not be able to do something that you love the most, and you get to be on the outside looking in, you have a different appreciation for it. I went through that in 2019 when I tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where, man, I just wanted to go out on the field and smell the grass. And that's the level of appreciation that you start to have when you're when you are away from something for so for so long. But I think for job ja, man, just take things one week at a time, right? It's 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 a process. It's an ongoing process. And just because he was away for numerous of games, don't mean everything is going to be cookies and creams. It's still a process, right? And I think it's with the support of his teammates, uh, the support of the organization. I believe that he's going to be okay, and I'm glad he's back because it's good for the NBA. Also, we know how electrifying that he is when he's out, uh, on the basketball court, so really looking forward to watching him play along the way. Absolutely. It's great for the NBA, great oh, yeah. star power. Harry, when you were just describing that rehab process, one name popped into my head, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. He intimated yesterday with our Pat McAfee that he's not 100%, that he likely won't play again this season because of circumstances that the Jets are in. But do you think it was good for him – to make it public that he was trying to return this season, even if the outcome was unlikely? Yeah, just because of the mindset, right? And when you get hurt, number one, it's drastic to the manner that he got hurt in. So you say to yourself, man, you know, I'm not able to play. You look at the buildup coming into the season for the Jets, that organization, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, look to have a better season as an offensive play caller mm-hmm. under uh, with Aaron Rodgers beside him, Robert Sala. You know, Woody Johnson, also Joe Douglas. But, you know, four games in, everything went to sour. Um, now, I didn't think the Jets had a great plan. I think they put their all their marbles into Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I did that game this past weekend. And, my goodness, what I witnessed from that <laughs> offensive line. Yeah. And it's not just going to be Aaron Rodgers next year, though, when it comes back. It, it, they're going to have to revamp some things offensive line-wise. Because I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers, I looked at his face one time, Smalls, when he was um, after another sack had occurred. And he basically closed his eyes and looked up into the sky. And I, was, I basically said, Aaron Rodgers is saying to himself right now, hell no, I'm not. <laughs> and I don't blame him one bit because watching Nathaniel Hackett and how incompetent he was 
as an offensive play caller, knowing early on in that game that your offensive line couldn't block the defensive line of the Miami Dolphins and how you didn't max protect not one time to give your quarterback time and just send two guys out in, in, in a route was just terrible in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It really was. So then let's go there for a second because Aaron Rodgers came out yesterday and said, you know, I believe in Robert Sala. I believe in Nathaniel Hackett. I believe in Joe Douglas. And Smalls made the fantastic observation of, of course he does, because they all love him. They let him do whatever they, he wants to do. That doesn't mean they're actually good. Are the Jets actually setting themselves up for failure next year? I, won't, I wouldn't go that far. It depends on what they do in free agency in the draft. You're going to have to – like, they have, they have the defense, right? But the defense can't go out there playing, you know, minutes on top of minutes, and you think they're going get to a, get a stop. At some, at some point, you have to break as a defense if you're consistently on the field for a numerous, numerous amount of time. So I just think, how is this team going to be constructed next year in 2024? What they do in free agency-wise when it comes to the offensive line, because that's the most important right now. It was the most important going into the season. It's the most important right now, I feel like, <laughs> at, at the tail end of the season. Sure. Who are they going to bring in? Can guys on that offensive line stay healthy? Vera Tucker is, is someone they were counting on. He's injured right now as well. Uh, also, you know, who else are you going to bring in along the way to fill in other pieces? Alan Lazard was not the answer. Um, I thought they wasted money in that department, but he's an Aaron Rodgers guy, so... We'll have a man, I guess. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. They may want to start going the other way and start shutting guys down. Like, they may want to just say, Sauce Gardner, you're done. Garrett Wilson, you're done. Like, but but it, when, that, that's hard, though. But that, you have to, you're already playing to next year. I mean, we talk about it with some of these other it's, teams. It's, it's hard, though, man, like, when you're a competitor, Evan, and you love to go out there on Sundays and that, that's your day to shine. It's hard to tell guys, hey, we're going to shut you down. I would have a hard time grasping that as a player if a coach came to me and told me hey man we're gonna go ahead and shut you down I I really would Mm -hmm. because when you love the game that much it's hard for you to fathom that Harry where's your concern level with the Philadelphia Eagles Ooh, I was concerned before Monday Night Football I'm really concerned now and for that football team anyone when things are going good right can cheer along and have a positive attitude and show up to work We've seen the San Francisco 49ers go through a three-game losing streak, and it didn't phase them. They just, hey, we got to get back to the drawing board. Now, luckily for them, they had a bye week as well, but they got to get back to the basics. They got, got back to being themselves. For the Philadelphia Eagles, when things aren't right right now, I want to see who's going to still be engaged, who's going to walk in with a smile on their face every day, uh, because now everything is being evaluated as well. How you come into that building, mm-hmm. how you eat your breakfast, how you eat your lunch, how you treat the staff around the building, all that stuff is being evaluated right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's also a time for those guys to come together, not spread apart. And I think, you know, in, in, your, try, in, in your toughest moments, that's what I want to see. I want to see how guys are able to come together or are they going to fall apart. Who's the best leader you've ever been around in that moment? Like when you have those moments when you were playing football and you're like, okay, because of this guy, we did not fall apart. We bounced back the way in which the Eagles are hoping to do. Um, I was actually one of those guys, Evan. You just answered yourself. Yeah, but I'm not saying it to toot my own horn. You ask, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you. No, I know. I'm going to keep it real with you. I could see it. Like when I was in Tennessee. Oh, I could see it too. When I'm I was just, in Tennessee yeah. my yeah. first year and – um. We were trying to change the culture there, and when we didn't win, and I wasn't accustomed to that. Like it, me, Brian Arakpo, Jarrell Casey, all of us stuck together. Um, late in my career, when I was in Atlanta the last year, it was me, Roddy White, um, Devin Hester, our receiver room, man. Mm-hmm. 
the way we approach things every day, it was business-like, but also we're going to still have fun, but we're not going to let what's going on, the end goal or the end results of, it, of every, every football game dictate how we come to work every day. We so, just got very serious here all of a sudden. I don't know. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm no, because I'm, I'm fired I know, up. I know, but I'm I like to run through a wall for each This team. is why Harry's great because – like two minutes can be him going crazy and having fun, and now it's like serious leadership version of Harry Douglas. I love but you, it. But you, you can ask any any of my coaches that I've had, whether it's head coach, offensive coordinator, even defensive guys, and they tell you I was that way every team I, I've been on since I was a kid. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's not surprising at, at all. Uh, Jalen Hurts. We talked about the Eagles. We had this big debate yesterday, and we got about a minute here as to where he ranks amongst quarterbacks. Because I think for a while people just penciled him in number two behind Mahomes. I think that's a little bit number of a two. stretch. I think a lot of people had him number two. No, Joe Burrow's number two. Joe Burrow's number two. Joe Where Burrow's is Hurts then? Well, I will say Closer this. to 10 or closer to Be- one? Before we've, before we've seen the things that we've seen of late, uh, because of the late game comebacks and his uh, ability to be cool, calm, and collected in doing so, uh, I had him somewhere between three to five. Now, the season is not over. So I'm not just going to say, hey, I'm dropping Jalen Hurts in this category. Number one, also, we don't know that Jalen Hurts is 100% healthy. Well, we, we do know he's not 100% healthy. And I think that's, play, that's playing a part in some of the things that's going on with Philly as well. But I, I have Jalen Hurts in the top ten, definitely. I would say I have him in top eight, definitely. Yeah, And, that, and that's fair. There's no question about that. But it's just I, – I, I think he's ultimately going to be in that top five, in that top three – I think this year has been a little bit worse, and I think health plays into it. I think, you know, and when I say health, I mean physically and, like, the illness, whatever he was dealing with there. The guy's a freaking warrior. Everybody would want him on his t- on their team. I don't want to come off like I'm knocking him. I think that maybe we got to give it a little bit more time before we crown him. That's, that's well, basically I my say point this, on this. And, and, and I said this two weeks ago, two weeks ago though, Evan, with, with the games on we the line. we got 10 seconds. I, mean, I don't want to interrupt. We'll with finish the, the thought. Quickly, with the games on the line, yeah. Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. All right, coming up, Harry will maybe get to stick around. I think Carlin just walked in as I well. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.